Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well met, fellow adventurers. I'm on my way to Wed Glen, which is in the Moonlight Lake region in Western Telsa. And here I am. I've not been here before. Well, Sir Crokington's not been here before. I've been there before, probably about half a dozen times. So, anyhow, I'm going to read the read the description of the village. In the midst of a region of rolling forested hills west of Moon Isle Lake lies the village of Red Glen. This small prosperous settlement is home to two active iron mines and a sprawling long established paleo grove. Red Glen Inn, a wood and stone structure that also serves as the village meeting house it's currently closed following the collapse of its of its roof. Now, in case you're not familiar, what is paleo? Paleo is a common, popular hot drink throughout the North Broadlands. It is derived from the bark of the paleo tree, a medium-sized, dark-skinned hardwood. The bark is boiled in water, and the resulting drink is dark, bold, and energizing. The, the paleo tree renews its bark annually. Convenient. The bark at bark is also a food that is prized by horntails. Ooh, that's going to cause problems. Horntails, which we met in the previous episode. Or was it one before that? Yeah, I think it was the previous. If you could imagine the flavour of strong black coffee with a hint of roasted nuts. You would have ca- you would have captured the essence of paleo. Alright, let's investigate the inn. The Red Gate Inn is closed following the collapse of its roof. A group of old men are seated on crates just outside the front door of the closed inn. They regard you with a series of knots and mumble pleasantries as you peer in through one of the windows, 
to have a look at the building's rubble food interior. A heap of splintered timber and cracked stone dominates what served as, until the roofs collapse, both the inn's common room and the village, village meeting hall. Ask the old men about the roof collapse. The elderly man, men seem put off by an inquiry. The question, uh, the question is interrupted. Their ceaseless discussion of the latest local gossips at last. Apparently, since you're not about to leave until you acknowledged, one of them responds. It was a large stone, he says, shrugging. Came right out the sky one night, and I did square on the roof. Took down the roof, roof, the chimney, and smashed every bottle of wood wine and every cask of ale inside. Real shame it was. Yes, quite a shame. I suppose it'll be fixed up before too long. You thank the old men. Bid them good day, and step away from the inn. Let's investigate some more, ask them about. Okay, yeah, they have multiple different responses. Used rotten timber when they built it, he says, rolling his eyes. I'm surprised it stayed up as long as it did. Fortunate we are. That no one was about when it came crashing down. At least it spared some of the wood wine and most of the ale. It's going to be a while before they get round to fixing it. You thank the old men, bid them a good day, and step back and step away from the inn. Investigate some more. Rotten timber once more. Rotten timber. Okay. One more time. Alright, here's this one. Two days before that came tumbling in. We had a strange fellow in black boots come through, he says, nodding. Our host, good man though he is, wouldn't serve him a drop of ale. I suppose something must have happened between them. Next thing we know, the roof caves in. I don't think it's a coincidence, no, I don't. He found the old men, bid them a good day, and step away from the inn. Well, that or... That or you had a... You had a Tory paint. He had, he had asked a Tory to pay for the roof maintenance. Which means, of course, it didn't happen. Once again. Ooh, this one's new. Griffin landed on it in the dead of night, he says. Happens more around, the, around these parts than folks will let on. I don't think they mean to lock in Wu's minds. But those beasts have got some weight about them, as you know. You'll hear folks say there aren't any griffins about these days. Just ask the lads fishing Moonlight Lake. They, they see them all the time soaring over the water. So blame the griffins. You thank the old man, bid them, bid them a good day, step and step away from the inn. Alright, let's keep... Alright, three more investigations. What and timber. Boot, guy of the boots. Rotten Timber. Griffin. Okay. Two, three more. Large Stone. Rotten Timber. And last one. Large Stone. Yeah. Alright, let's visit the Merchantile. The Merchantile, owned and operated by Kaluja 
retired adventurer now content to enjoy the relative peace and quiet of the mining villages closed. The Woober floating around Redlands was claimed it was going off on another one of her unannounced excursions into the wild. The villagers, seemingly unconcerned about her disappearance, seem confident that she will return before too long. As you're about to step away from the shop, you spot a stout, bearded man standing nearby, diligently working to properly adjust the buttons on his fine cloth vest. Well, I have the option to approach him, so I'll do so. The bearded man looks up as you approach, and greets you in a friendly manner. He introduces himself as Vuluth Gardron, and tells you he owns the Paleo Grove at the edge of the village. My father owned it before me. Before that, it was owned by the Lazamid clan, he says, frowning as he speaks the name. If you're not from around here, you, you won't know much of the Lazamids, but Beth Lazamids, but rest assured he'd be thankful for that. There aren't any of them around anymore, may the old father be praised. I don't believe I yet know your name. You introduce yourself to Varth and he bows. Well met, Sir Crokington. That, that's a new name after you got transformed, isn't it? Yep, yep. Yep, yep, new form, new life. I think. <laughs> really boring my life before I got transformed. In conversing with Roeth, you learn that the Las La Lazamids, a family that once owned both Red Glane's Iron Mines and its Paleo Grove, all died nearly a generation ago when a strange plague swept through the village. Roeth tells you, according to local legend, the patriarch of the Lazamids, a conniving, miserly wretch named Brugmole. Delirious from a fever bestowed by the vile sickness he had contracted, wandered into the nearby forest and never returned. Many believe his ghost still haunts the woodlands around where Glenwood. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. A silly enough story, says Roeth. I don't pay much attention to things of that sort. Well, I regret I must be off now. More work than I care to know awaits me back at the grove. It's good to meet you, Sir Brokington. I'm sure I'll be seeing you in the village from time to time. If you ever feel like stretching your legs, stop by the grove. Take care. May the All Father keep you well. You bid farewell to Vulrif Grandar. Okay, now I can visit his coppice. And you can't buy anything in the merchantile, because the merchant has buggered off for a bit. And, well, and presumably has been buggered off for several years now, so probably just stay buggered off. This adventure is here called A Wander View with Death. But I, I think I'll, I'll do save that until I've visited Guzan Bot Coppice. Oh yes, and I've now unlocked an extra adventure. Bring it from 34 to 35. Yes, because just when you think you're finished, more of them turn up. Yes, that's just how it works. Lots of adventures to play around with. Yep, 
35 active adventures, one new one in Red Glen. The Wonder View with Death was always there. Visit Grodarm Coppice. Grodarm Coppice, Coppice, owned by Vore of Grindarm, sits on the northwest edge of Red Glen, abutting the gentle, roiling slopes that run down from the foothills of the Venowinds. Here, Roeth and a small number of hired hands tend to one of the region's largest and most prosperous paleo groves. Alright, what does Roeth Grandarm have to say? You find Roeth taking stock of cacks filled with paleo bark in a barn on the far side of the grove. He tells you that while many paleo growers store their harvested bark in sacks, he, like his father, has always preferred to use open casts. You won't find rats chewing their way through Tyson Oak, he says, slapping the side of a large cask. And a cask could be used forever. Try using a sack more than once, so be collecting your bark off the ground. Varth tells you that he needs to check on the harvest and politely excuse himself. Stop by again, Sir Crowley, he says as he leaves the barn. It's always nice to see you. Yeah, and I talked to him again and he says the exact same stuff. Because, uh, why, why would you? Why would you program in different threads? It's a lot of work. You can go back to Wakelin, but there's an adventure for this location called... The Road Out of Red Glen. Ulf Grindarm, owner of the region's largest, one of the region's largest and most prosperous paleo groves, wishes to speak with you about matter of no small urgency. Well then, we shall begin. And so begins on the Road Out of Red Glen, standing outside Vorf's largest barn holding a steaming mug of paleo, which the grove owner has just handed to you. You watch as a crew of four men load heavy oaken casks into a pair of wagons. Voris tells you the casks, filled with paleo bark, are bound for Twithick, where they will fetch a small fortune in the market. Of course, it's not all profit, he says. Take a sip of his paleo. There are expenses, some more onerous than others, Sir Crokington. Might I have a word with you about something? Well, as long as it's not tax evasion. Vorif tells you that for almost the past year, his profits have steadily declined, largely due to a steep tribute. He's been forced to pay to a band of robbers that plague the woes along the western shores of Moondire Lake. You learn that in exchange, exchange for regular payments, the highwaymen ga- guarantee safe passage of verse paleo-laden laden wagons. Being so close to the cursed wood doesn't help our cause, he says. Scant indeed are the patrols out of Trithic that might have some effect on the outlaws. The bandits that wantonly steal from the artifact of Fogwa 
but it would seem that the Fane's men and our good king's soldiers are more than a little wary of travelling the roads near the woods. According to Voreth, hiring guards for his magnum would likely do little more than antagonise the brazen brigands who seem to ply their trade with impunity along the lonely roads between Red Glen and Twithick. Of course, if someone like you were interested in taking care of the problem, I'd make it worth the effort, he says. Are you closely? I know a bit about you, Sir Crokington. Or shall I say that I've heard my share of tales? I don't think these bandits would look so favourably upon their enterprise if you were to become involved. What do you say to something like that? I can tell them I'll take care of the bandits, or that I'm not interested. Well, obviously I'll take care of the bandits. Roy thanks you, and promptly begins telling you that he knows that he knows about the bandits. What he knows about the bandits. You learn that the thieves are operating out of an abandoned mine several miles to the north of Wedgland. The mine gives them a good vantage over the road, says Vruff. They can see my wagons rolling along for more than half a league away. They've got plenty of time to swoop down from their hillside camp and lie in wait to collect their gold. With a clear description of the location of the mine, he told Vruff, with confidence, that you see to it that the bandits no longer trouble him. He sighs with relief, lays his broad hand on your back and thanks you. Now, I'm not fond of bloodshed, he says, seemingly apprehensive of your reaction to his admission. If there's a way you can run them off without doing them any real harm, it would be preferable to me. But you do as you must. I won't ask any questions. And thank you, Sir Crokington. Rudlarm thanks you once more, and you bid him farewell. You leave Goodarm Coppices, Coppice, determined to pay a visit to the abandoned mine, and see for yourself the band of outlaws preying on those who travel the roads west of Moonlire Lake. To reach the bandit camp and the abandoned mine, choose the travel option in Red Glen and select Abandoned Mine from the list of nearby locations. Alright. And there's one of those massive claw-shaped standing stones there. There's a lot of them around. I've probably read them out with circulation at some point. If not, well, well I'm, you'll be able to find them on your own easily enough. There's about 16 of them or something. Alright, travel to the abandoned mine. You're standing at the edge of an overgrown path just off the well-travelled road that runs north and south through the forested hills west of Moonlar Lake in front of you. Set into the base of a steep hillock is the entrance to an abandoned iron mine. Evidence of recent human activity surrounds the mine entrance. It's probably the bandits. Enter the mine. Steady yourself to face whatever might await you in the old mine. You cautiously make your way inside. You're standing just inside the mine entrance to the south 
the wide dark tunnel slopes down into the earth, disappearing into the gloom after only a few yards. Alright, I'm on the north side, I can go south. Now and again, you can hear what hear what sounds like voices from somewhere in the darkness ahead as you warily explore the mine tunnels. Okay, south again. Alright, the tunnel goes east and then west, and I'll go east. We've got a check. Bonus of the it's a bo bonus of thirty-nine. 19 for woodmanship, 20 from aura. Got to get 75 or more, or presumably some sort of trap who swings towards me. Picnic. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com. Now, 47 failure. Without warning, the sharp sound of scraping metal fills the tunnel as you unwittingly, unwittingly trigger a well concealed blade trap. Two bed deadly blades sweep out of the shadows and tear into you. 12 damage. Wounded. But thankful to survive the snare, you cautiously continue along the passage. Fortunately, got blocked by one of my worlds. Alright, uh, I'm going east, then west. So notice the trap check again, same as before. Will I find it this time? Pick now. 131. That's pretty much as good as it could have got. You suddenly spot a well-concealed snare just ahead in the tunnel. After making certain you won't accidentally trigger the deadly trap, you carefully disarm it and continue along the passage. Alright, and just got to the bit where the two passages link up again. 
I've got, I've got back to the start now. Oop, trap check again. Pick now. 62. Fairly. I'm not having much luck. Without warning, a sharp sound of scraping metal fills the tunnel as you unwittingly trigger a well-concealed blade trap. Two deadly blades sweep out of the shadows and tear into you. 13, 13 points of damage. Wounded, but thankful to survive the snare. Cautious to continue along the passage. Okay. Now I'm in the southwest corner. Picking a number. 131. Success. You certainly spot a well-concealed snare just ahead in the tunnel. To making certain you had accidentally triggered the deadly trap, you carefully disarm it and continue along the passage. Alright. All that's left is the very southeast corner, which is on, off on a passage all on its own. Let's go there. Suddenly, you step into a large chamber at the end of the shaft, are taken aback by the unexpected and unwelcome sight that greets your eyes. Six men, their grime streaked, unshaven faces and matted hair, a testament to many months of hard living in the wilds. Look up at you from the square table around which they're seated. A single lantern blazing in the centre of the table casts an eerie flickering glow across the startled expression adorning each man's face. Yeah. Yeah, well, I am a toad. It'd be quite startling for me to come here. In a fury of activity, all six men scramble to their feet and draw weapons. Oh, oh, wait, oh yeah, there's that toad that keeps killing bandits. Oh yeah, yeah well, oh dear, we, we're going to need our weapons. Because, I mean, it would just be so embarrassing if we don't even put up some fight. A hooded man, the apparent evil of this unsavoury band, steps forward and levels his long knife at you. Talk, friend. Do you always go poking about in dark places? Yeah, pretty much, pretty much. They're usually not safe. Turn around and walk out of here. Don't come back and we can overlook this trespass. Six pairs of eyes stare at you as the rugged crew and their hooded lever leader await your response. Okay, I can leave as the bandit leader requested. But that'll either fail the mission or just come back and then they will attack me. Or I could attack the bandits. Or I could just demand the bandits leave. Hmm. Well, I, well, he did say try not to kill them, so I guess demand the bandits leave. Boldly addressing the bandit leader. You demand that he and his men stop waylaying travellers on the nearby roads and leave the area at once. Picking a number, bonus of 49. 19 from diplomacy, 20 from mind, 10 from spirit. Got to get 75 or more, or they'll be like, nah, actually, we'll just stab you instead. Pick now. 70. Failure. 
Your attempt to convince the bandit leader and his men to leave has failed. Unimpressed by your bravado, the hooded brigand sneers and shakes his head. He then commands one of his underlings to teach you a lesson. You instinctively fall back and draw yourself into a defensive stance as a grim-faced bandit, his white hand clutching an iron-tipped cudgel, lunges at you. Ah, this is a cudgel, a cudgel-wielding bandit. Cudgel. That suggests he's probably going more for G, more for knocking people out and getting a lot of blood, and you know, killing them efficiently. Perhaps. I wouldn't know. I don't go around hitting people with weapons all the time. Cudgel wielding bandit. Do I kill or do I subdue? Yeah. Might as well subdue. That that does mean the rest of you might just get get the notion. Oh yeah, we can run. We should do that. And you know, just keep running for uh, a few weeks. Yeah, we'll just go all the way to our candor. He's not gonna. is not gonna follow us all the way there. Is she? Oh, she probably would. Not not because he's chasing her, because she'll go there anyway. Alright, subdue. The bandit strikes at you with his club. Three impossibly swift blows for 20 damage, that's for me. And down he goes. Eep. 10 XP. The bandit slumps to the floor, unconscious, but not permanently harmed. Well, except his pride, but... I don't think there's no, there's no way I can spare that. The hooded leader of the brigand, leader of the brigand outfit steps back as his four underlings move in. With no desire to allow yourself to be surrounded by your assailants, you retreat from the chamber and assume a defensive stance. Now a tunnel, where you face the bandit one at a time. The first of the bandits enters the tunnel and attacks, exhaling sharply with every stroke of his blade. The sword-wielding bandit, begin combat. You will also be subdued. Attacks with his sword, savage blow for 11 damage. Keep going, keep going, it is subdued. 10 XP. You step away from the conscious brigand. Unconscious ba bandit. And immediately draw yourself into a combat-ready stance. The silhouette of another brigand begins to emerge from the gloom ahead. You hold your ground and defiantly engage the next bandit to step into the passage. A club-wielding bandit. Subdue you too. Alright, and he is subdued. Technically, you step back from the unconscious bandit. And immediately draw yourself into a combat-ready stance as the silhouette of another brigand draws, begins to emerge from the gloom ahead. You hold your ground, defiantly engage the next bandit to step into the passage. It's another sword-wielding bandit. Attacks you with a sword. I stab with my stabber. Down he goes. 10 XP. You step away from the unconscious bandit and me 
Immediately draw yourself into a combat ready stance as the silhouette of another brigand begins to emerge from the gloom ahead. The last of the four attackers rushes into the shaft rushes into the shaft and throws himself at you, swiping out with his axe. It's an axe wielding bandit this time. Attacks you with his axe, I attack with my knife, a dagger, down he goes. Subdued. Another 10 XP. You step away from the unconscious bandit and immediately draw yourself into a combat ready stance as the silhouette of the brigand leader begins to emerge from the gloom ahead. The hooded leader of the bandits steps into the tunnel and scowls. Without a word, he suddenly thrusts his wide hand towards you, unleashing a powerful blast of telekinetic energy. Ah, so that's why you're the leader. And also, that's why you haven't won away yet. Because you think that just having a little bit of magical power means you can win. It doesn't. I faced a lot of people with a little bit of magical power. I've even faced people with a lot of magical power. And they're all dead or in jail. Okay, some of them did run away, but that, that, those are the two usual options. Anyway, picking a number. Bonus of 18. All from body. Got to get 50 or more, or I'll be thrown into the wall. Pick now. 28. Failure. An invisible blast slams into your chest, striking you and causing you to momentarily lose your footing. 12 damage. Before you can completely recover from the impact, the hooded leader of the bandits lunges at you, his long life flashing out as he launches a frenzied attack. This is the bandit leader. And I'm going to subdue him too. The bandit leader attacks you with his sword. Hmm. I guess you probably only had had time to do one magical attack. Before, I would be able to just, you know, rush in and dispatch you. Alright, and stabbed he goes down. 19 XP. With the bandit leader lying at your feet, bloodied but alive, you step back and deliver the brigand a bold ultimatum. Demanding he leave the region and not return and try to go straight. Just a suggestion. Because I mean, if you keep up with the whole banditry business, it's only a matter of time until you bump into me again. You're somewhat taken aback when the beaten highwayman, his nose badly broken, rushes his acceptance of the terms, only seconds before lapsing into unconsciousness. You've no doubt that the bandit, having learned a harsh lesson at your hands, will keep his word. It seems unlikely that Brigand will again ply his vile sway in this part of the well. With the leader and the With the leader and the others you subdued beginning to stir, you turn and make your way out of the mine. You know the go straight thing, consider it. On your way out of the mine, you find a cache of the bandit's loot hidden in an alcove. The end of the end of the narrow shaft. Well, let's go banditize the bandits. It's just some 
pretty modest equipment. And 110 gold. Two in the form of nine. 19 in the form of two trinkets, and the rest in just regular gold. Having completed the. Th completed your search through the loot, continue out of the mine. Once outside, you promptly make your way back to where Glen. You return. You return to Gradon Coppice without delay and announce the success of your mission. Viewers is overjoyed and thanks, thanks you for having removed the burden that threatened his entire operation. I don't know how to properly repay you, he says. Taking care of those fees is a great service to everyone, not just me. Let it not be said, there is no justice beyond the shadow, shadow of city walls. Thank you, Sir Crokington. First hands you a small stock strong box stuffed with gold. One thousand gold. Please accept that as a token of my profound gratitude, he says. I can't possibly thank you enough. Now, what about some paleo? After enjoying some of Verus' best paleo, perhaps the best you've ever tasted, you bid him farewell and set out from Graham Pox Coppice, bound to Wade Glen, confident that the world out of Wade Glen will, from this day forward, prove a safer passage for all. And that, that's the end of this quest, the world out of Wade Glen, with 256 experience to general, and 64 experience to all skills and powers. Very nice. Anything more unlocked? Okay, I've talked. Oh, I've got suddenly when I talk to him. Vureth, after glancing about, as if he's afraid of being overheard, says he would like to ask a favour of you. I really can't thank you enough for what you've already done, he says. But I think I've run up against something else. Have you a moment to hear me out? You quickly nod and listen. And Verf tells you there's about a problem one of his larger paleo sellers. Verf tells you over the past few days, days he's found many of the precious bark filled casks. Casky stores in the cellar smashed over open. Not the work of rats, he says, raising a eyebrow. It's not any rats I'd care to know. Could be Kagari though. I imagine they'd imagine they'd like some paleo in the morning. The cask was in nothing but splintered pieces when I found them. Whoever, whatever did it, took no interest in the bark. The matter might not seem all that mysterious, but there's something else to it. Hmm. Smashing rather than taking. So it's not bandits. Because of course we dealt with the bandits. It's not a new group of bandits. Verus reveals the paleo cell in question, the smallest of the four, four cellars on the grounds of Granholm Coppice, is used only to store the casks of paleo bark reserved for special customers. And, as Verus tells you, he alone possesses the key that opens its locked door. The people who toil for me are above suspicion, he states, 
resolutely, as if the very notion repulses me. It's just something so strange that I thought I'd better ask you to have a look. If, of course, you're willing. Well, I am, but later. Intrigued by his description of the odd circumstance, you tell him that you would be happy to investigate the cellar. He smiles and taps you gently on the shoulder. A true friend to Crokington, he says. Thank you. Ruraf leads you out of the barn, down a long, meandering path that winds its way to the opposite side of the grove. There, inside another cask-filled barn, he show, shows you to a broad ramp that descends into the wide landing of dark earth. Set into the stone wall at the base of the landing is a heavy wooden door. There's the cellar, he says, pointing at the door. As I've said, I've only got a key to that door. Here's another key. Only I've got the key to that door. Here's another key, however, and here it is, just for you. Vluf hands you a thick iron key. It's the coppice cellar key. It's got an encumbrance of one, because it's a very thick iron key. This thick iron key unlocks the door that guards Ruthgard Harm's private paleo cellar. Let me know if you discover anything, he says. And Sir Crockington? Probably be best if we kept this affair to ourselves. After all, we don't need concern anyone. Otherwise, it might just be a simple matter. Ruth Guard Arm, who fully immersed himself in all all aspects, the keeping and operation of the vast paleo grove. Tells you you must now go and tend to another pressing matter. Thank you again. You don't know the peace it brings to my mind. Let me know if you find something. With that, he exits the barn and heads off across, across the sprawling grounds of Gradam Grand Arm Coppice. To begin exploring the paleo cellar, Select Enter the Lock Paleo Cellar option for the main section for Grand Elm Coppice. Okay, that, well, we're already at nearly 40 minutes, so let's do that in the next episode. And until then, farewell, fellow adventurers. Save big on brunch for mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.